0: views claims or representations may not reflect those of am 1420 the answer or Salem media group
2: when it comes to your investments and retirement in this economy it's important to be smart and with the smart investor hour heard right here on am 1420 the answer you'll get both smart and intelligent information you'll need to help with your investing so sit back listen and learn with your host of the smart investor hour tim hayes of rbc wealth management
3: good morning everybody It's kind of an ugly day out there, so uh, let's start with a couple quotes here. There are two primary choices in life: to accept conditions as they exist, or accept the responsibility for changing them. Can't remember who said that. "Man is what he believes." Anton Chekhov. I I also uh, I saw a good joke the other day, so I I'll, I'll just pass it by you. He said, "Business businessmen thrive on risks." There's a businessman talking to his young son. Being bold, taking chances. So why aren't you investing now? Too much uncertainty, says the father. <laughs> there we go. Okay, we're starting off uh, with a bang. Um, as I've uh, uh, mentioned several times, we have a lot of stuff that's available to you if you're interested. Uh, and we have a new update to our dividend growth portfolio, which I sent out to a bunch of people uh, this week. And it's a brand new update. And, you know, and I'll say this again, and and I don't know how many times I got to say it, but, you know, they're trading the consumer staple stocks like they're going out of business. Hmm. Interesting. But remember, uh, Mother's Day's tomorrow. Okay. So, you know, grab your mom, take her to lunch, dinner, whatever. Uh, Grab her some flowers. Uh, I know my wife isn't listening to this, so I can tell her that, I can tell you that I've got her a spa day, uh, mani-pedi and, and facial. She'll love that. But uh, it's also May is Military Appreciation Month, which I think that both every month should be Mother's Day and every month should be Military Appreciation Month. So, you know, don't forget if you see a sailor or a uh, – uh, you see a, a – a, Flyboy or uh, an army man, uh, army woman for that person, army person, my apologies. Uh, you know, give them a high five, uh, thank them for their uh, service, et cetera. Be careful with the Marines, they're, they're tough guys, <laughs> tough ladies, too. Um, by the way, if you'd like to get any of the, you know, I, I've been talking about the global best energy ideas, and some of these are starting to take off. Uh, <laughs> a couple of these are up big is what I'm trying to tell you. And I think th- there's going to be more to it. Uh, the only, only one of them is down, and that's uh, Canadian Natural Resources. And they did a secondary, which happens sometimes. But, look, I think the energy stocks have, you know, people are talking energy going back up to 100 bucks, And um, I don't know if that's the case. There's a lot of oil out there. Uh, the Permian Basin, as I've always t- I've been saying on this show for 10 years now, is bigger than all three of the Saudi well sites ever were and much bigger okay and that's we're not even talking about east texas or utica or the or the uh, bakken shale thing or the stuff out in colorado and uh, there's a certain company that has found 2 billion barrels of oil in west texas so i think we got plenty of oil uh but i do think at this price a lot of these oil companies start to make quite a bit of money all right uh so it's no longer uh, can you stay in business it's How much money can you make, which is a big difference, a big difference. But we also have our small cap fund, and I'm going to talk about small caps uh, later today. Uh, We have our top equity picks, our top global ideas, our guided portfolio, all cap. That's been doing really, really well, by the way. Uh, But I can run these for you. You know, it's not not big costs like your own mutual funds. I can run them for you with and uh, just review them with you uh, on a quarterly basis. We have our ADR portfolio too, and then we have a monthly newsletter. If you if you call in, sign up for that, or if you email me, you know. So if you go to Tim, Hay- you Google Tim Hayes Radio. Hit the contact me or the email me and you can ask for any of these or just say hey set me up on your newsletter uh, You might want to mess around with our our wealth plan uh, It's it's a interactive plan. It can do a lot of things. You should give it a try. I highly recommend it okay, so um We are um, Talking about some things that are are going to be kind of interesting I think and but let's talk about a couple just neat thoughts over the past ten years, the S&P 500 Value Index of companies selling at low price relative earnings, uh, the earnings and revenue and net worth, has returned an average of just 7.1 percent annually. The growth index is 10.7. Uh, so growth has been the place to be, according to the report from the U.S. Consensus uh, Bureau. 70 percent of 77 percent of the couples married since 1990 reached their 10-year anniversaries. That's a slight increase from 74% where the divorce rate was at an all-time high, by the way. Um, also, uh, the government of Dubai has set a goal of 3D printing 25% of every new uh, building by by 2030. Very interesting. All right. We talk about the process here, and, uh, you know, I say it every week. If you don't have a – if you don't or you can't describe your investing process, you don't know what you're doing. That's Edward Deming, by the way, who's – runs a lot of money. So, uh, you know, you want to think about things. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the big and then we're, you know, move to the small. Okay. And one of the biggest charts I've seen is the Russell 2000. Now we've been talking about small caps and energy for some time on this show. And the Russell 2000 has broken its downtrend line. It's breaking out of a triangle pattern. That is going to be big. I think Uh, a couple other charts that I saw this week Semiconductors came right down to their 200-day moving average. We talked about this three weeks ago, and I said, you know, it could be a problem. And they bounced off. That's exactly what you want them to do. And um, (laughs) the other thing I've seen is the pot sales have skyrocketed. The sale of legal, recreation, and medical uh, marijuana could hit an eye-popping $10 billion this year. That's a 50% increase over 2017. The hard part is finding how to invest. I've got a couple ideas, but there we go. And the other thing that's kind of making me crazy, but, uh, you know, with Mr. Trump's uh, drug program and all that stuff, the biotech index continues to lag. And now this is a, uh, something I heard the other day, and I don't know if it's true or, you know, uh, you know, but I just heard it the other day. The biotech biotech stocks are growing faster than anything else on the planet, including their disappointments. So if you include their disappointments, and there's a lot of them, they're still growing faster. And there's a lot of biotechs out there that with three three and a half percent yields trading at seven eight times earnings so it's it that's that's very interesting but they continue to lag the s&p 500 and i think people continue to stuff money uh into the fang stocks and the the uh the overall you know indexes which and that makes the fang stocks go up higher by the way but they're very they're kind of scary charts that's all i'll say now i uh, look a lot of i've had a lot of people st- come into my office and compare stocks to the GDP. And I look, you have a bull market in US stocks right now and, and it started back in March 9th of 2009 and I said on this show that I thought there would be a generational low. All right? I said it several, I said it you know and for the 2 years before that by the way, I said cash would outperform the S&P 500. Um and by the way, that's just not me. That's all the people I listen to, you know. That's where I got that information. So uh and those who have been bullish have been right. We, we're in an uptrend. Uh, we, we don't have enough fingers and toes to count the number of times a recession has been predicted. Uh, we've had Brexit, Grexit, uh, adjustable rate mortgages, student loans, the election of Don Trump, uh, rate hikes at a uh, three-year Treasury yield, the Hindenburg omens. We've had four of those. We've had four death crosses. We've had two fiscal cliffs and are just, uh, just a few, you know. One staple of the bearish argument as we focus on is corporate profits – aren't there, but they've grown faster than GDP. Why? Well, because GDP can just move along, but companies are different. They can change things. So the economy is a combination of the public sector and the private sector. And most people think government purchase of goods and services, which were 17.2% of the GDP, represent the full impact of the government on the economy. But if you look at total federal, state, and local spending, Welfare, you know, that type of thing, as well as the cost of complying with government regulations, the number rises to 45 percent. All right. So there's little doubt that the growth rate of productivity in private sector is much stronger than the public sector. All right. Uh, What we're we're suffering from is secular stagnation uh, or people think that well, secular stagnation stagnation is a uh, figment of the average government has grown too big and it's a drain on the economy. So the second important point is that GDP is a flawed measure of economic activity. It, it just tracks final sales. So um things are gonna, I think things could get interesting. Now, we've talked about fixed income on this show a lot and I just mentioned that uh, preferreds and international sovereign debt and high yield are the top 3 places to be and I highly recommend that you call us and get our preferred list. I think it's a great place to be right now and uh look we're, we're our surveys are starting to show, uh, you know, I noticed the jobs report this week are starting to show a slowing in job gains. Uh, plus, the dollar has broken through some resistance just recently, which means money's probably going to come to the U.S. And I think they'll come either with stocks or bonds. And since everybody's scared to death of stocks, um, you know, bonds could be the place. So uh, now what we have been doing is I've been screening for some real high quality value stocks Uh And a lot of them, I'll say this, a lot of them, a lot of them are either in um, food or consumer staples. And uh, so I I put together a shopping list and and I sent out a a note to a lot of people. I, I found some, I found two or three categories where there's some really good opportunities. Number one, oil. Look, I talked about one company on this show that insiders bought 5 million shares. Okay i 've also talked about dividend yields. We get some dividend yields of some companies that have better they literally have better ratings than the u s government with four percent yields <laughs> all right uh, so that 's where I think you want to play and then the small caps uh, you know what I know small caps are going higher because i 've only had two people call in to get the small cap best best idea list uh, that 's really interesting now. What are the worries? The worries about the U.S. economy rank uh, highly among uh, most equity players. So um, why is growth still sluggish? The e- economic benefits of tax cuts and fiscal stimulus. Well, that's probably because of the tar- you know the tariff situation. Could inflation become a problem? And I said from the beginning of the year that I thought commodities would outperform this year. But I also will say this. Uh, I think it's an inflation scare. I don't think it's going to be like the 70s. Uh, tariffs, it's another problem. You know, sentiment surveys are really worried about tariffs. Well, you know, I don't think that's going to be a problem because, believe me, our trading partners have more to lose than we do. What about the flat yield curve? Is a recession coming? Well, the flat yield curve has turned into a steeper yield curve over the last month. Inverted yield curves are another matter entirely, and that hasn't, you know, we we haven't seen that yet. But I think it's just, look, you got to stay vigilant when it comes to market risks. It's very important. There's a lot of stocks that are down that... Uh, look great uh, that are starting to turn up. And I, you know, I talked about uh, dumpster diving and I'm seeing more and more uh, good looking stocks in the dumpster diving category. <laughs> so, you don't know, call me a dumpster diver. OK, all right. I've heard it before. You know, s- s- something n- n- not a big surprise to me. But the dollar did break out of a down, you know, short term downtrend. It's way below its up uh, its downtrend line. So it's still in a bearish mode. But it did break a triple top last week uh, on a point-and-figure uh, chart, and it did break the downtrend line dating back uh, on a short-term basis. So the dollar going up usually is bad for oil, bad for gold, bad for copper, although they continued to move up. But remember, all three of those were down 75% since 2009. I mean, it's the biggest bear market in commodities that I can ever remember. All right, and and I've been around the block a couple of times, uh, now, so much now that by the way, energy has leapfrogged basic materials and and come into the number four spot. So we have technology, financials, industrials, and consumer cyclical, and then energy. It was basic materials. Healthcare has uh, jumped to three or four points too. By the way, so um, large cap growth is still the way to go. Small cap growth second. Mid cap blend, and then mid cap growth. Uh, So we're we're seeing a lot of different things. Now, one other thing I want to talk about, and then we're going to take a break. The money market percentile rank is hovering above normal levels, and it's upticking. It's up to 19%. You like that around 5 okay? So this means more people are are worried about, well, they're moving higher at the expense of the fixed income groups, for one. Number two, more people are putting cash into their portfolios because they're worried. All right, just one quick thing. And uh, by the way, if, if that goes over twenty or thirty, that we should be paying closer attention. Somebody asked me about trading. Well, I don't trade that much, but never average losses. The real money is made in speculating. Has, has been in commitments showing a profit right from the start. So keep your stop losses close. Never buy a stock because it has a big decline from its previous high. Not a good idea. One should never permit speculative ventures to run into investments. Trust me on that one. And nothing. Uh, new ever occurred in business or speculated investment in, in securities and commodities. Hey, stay tuned. We're going to take a break. This is the Smart Investor Show.
1: At RBC Wealth Management, we are proud of our reputation for putting clients' interests first. Our steadfast commitment to helping clients achieve their financial goals includes giving back to the communities we serve. Through supporting youth education, human services, and the arts, we hope to make tomorrow better for everyone. Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC. Member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC.
3: Hey, we're back. Uh, If you just tuned in... Uh, By the way, they redid our, uh, if you go to whkradio.com, they redid the podcasts, okay? Uh, They are coming uh, about 50% of the time by Monday now. Uh, Sometimes they're even on Saturdays. Uh, Most of the time they're on there at least by Tuesday. But you also know that if you go to the information thing you can click and go directly to my web page it has it set up there so that's something I just want to remind you of so if you if you miss the show or you, or you want to hear more of the show and you missed the first part or the last part or whatever it may be you can go to the podcast okay uh you know it's really great at night if you can't sleep just put turn me on and pff, I'll have you in, I'll have you in 40 winks in no time All right. So the rising dollar should change your investment strategy. Maybe, maybe not. You know, I think the rising dollar, uh, that's a question, by the way. Um, That's from uh, Sergi. Sergi called me with that one. And look, the dollar is still in an overall downtrend on a point and figure chart, but it has broken out of a a bottom and it might might be a nice double bottom. So that's when you got to start to think about going back to growth. And if you look, you know, I'm going to talk about this in a minute or two, but growth, has come back. And uh, so normally falling U.S. dollars uh, benefit the very large multinational companies uh, while the, the smaller companies suffer. But if it starts to rally, the smaller companies start to go, and that's where you're probably seeing uh, the Russell breakout that we just talked about last, on the last segment. Now, what's really interesting is the small-cap healthcare ETF is ETF is, is in a nice uptrend and looks like it could break out any minute now. Uh, the energy sector was very energetic in April and, uh, it's exposure suddenly, handily dragged us markets into a positive territory, by the way. Um, a lot of the, the, uh, the smaller names are doing better so that it doesn't look like they're going bankrupt because oil's picking back up. So if you're a speculator, you know, you, you buy six or seven of these little oil stocks and see what happens. If you look at the large, uh, the small caps, uh, led large caps, uh, and I think this is important uh, because it's happening both in energy and in technology, and in some cases, healthcare. Healthcare is really more med tech than biotech or, or drugs, okay? Um, but the second best performing sector was the consumer discretionary. So people are starting to buy the retailers again, uh, which is interesting. That, by the way, uh, the worst performing sectors have been tobacco, industrials, and uh, capital goods. All the stuff that let us out uh, for Mr. Trump, so uh, some things to think about. But I, I look, I think we have to talk about energy. We you know, energy. The, you know, if we look at some of the portfolios that I follow, I've got some people in some ETFs. I got some people in some of the stocks. Some of the stocks haven't reacted yet, and I don't, I don't know why that is. Uh, some of the stocks have popped quick, so it'll be interesting to see if more and more pop, and I think that's going to happen. But some of the ETFs uh, popped very, very quickly. And I I would suggest that oil is a place that you want to pay very very close attention to, and uh, um, I, I would continue to um, you know be well. Let's just put it this way: I I think oil is going to be up for a while, especially with, since we you know killed the Iran deal. Uh, you know we're not we're not importing Iran Iran's oil anymore, so. Uh, that probably means that we have further to go on the upside on oil but uh, don't know how much would the you know the dollar make you know, the dollar and the and, uh, uh, po- world politics are are playing the devil's advocate against uh, oil so it'll be interesting to see which one wins now um, I noticed that weekly momentum has started to bottom uh, and you know I've, I've sent out a chart, uh, of a descending triangle, that's a series of lower highs and a flat bottom on the Dow Jones and 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 the S and P 500 and the Nasdaq composite. And by the way, Bob Dickey, our head technical strategist, was thinking maybe we'd break to the downside, and I think we've broken to the upside. So uh, as of Thursday, we broke to the upside. So I'm seeing growth and momentum stocks emerging from uh, the the first quarter ranges that they've been in, with some of relative performance leading, like semiconductors. Um, cyclicals are very oversold and look like there, there's some cyclicals that held up extremely well. And I'm not going to tell you who those are. That's, that's for you to figure out. Uh, but the accelerating growth stocks that I'm seeing are definitely in medical technology. I've got four or five names that look fantastic and technology, a lot of the software names and anything to do with the cloud. Okay. Uh, now, by the way, I, I talked about the cloud in 2005 and, I, I know people that worked for IBM, that worked for, you know, a, a lot of the technology companies never heard of it, All right, So we were, we were on top of that. And I think some select uh, cyclicals, some of the rails and some of the steels are starting to look fairly good. And uh, so there we go. Anyway, we, we came up to key resistance this time and we broke through. And on a short-term chart, and I'm just going back to March of 2006, you know, we were right where we needed to stop. Uh, and the the daily uh relative strength momentum uh just broke over neutral, so that's pretty good. The small caps and uh and the breath remain very healthy right now, so we're seeing more and more uh things occur positively uh than negatively although i I would like to see the biotechnology group uh uh go ahead simply because they're looking like it's the end of the world. (laughs) I mean, a lot of the big biotech stocks and a lot of small names are, are hitting new lows right now. Uh, And that might be because of uh, Mr. Trump's uh, drug program. But I don't think, I don't think he's going after the biotechs. I think he's going after the people who are buying, uh, you know, EpiPens that proceed to up, up the price 4,000% to pay for the uh, thing, pay for the acquisition. So I won't say who that is. Anyway. Um, I was looking at the 10-year yields, and uh, Bob Schleimer, uh, who's now with uh, Fundstrat, who used to be our head uh, technician for all of uh, RBC, keeps talking about the 3.4% yield area uh, being the, the major downtrend going all the way back to 1982, okay? Uh, and so we're at, we're at 2.93% right now, and we're very overbought. So uh, he's wondering maybe if there's going to be a, a bit of a pullback. Um And we looked at oil, too. And just for those uh, people who are wondering, you know, look, oil uh, has a lot of resistance at 80. Uh, You know, whether it go over there, I don't know. But we've rallied through the 50% retracement level from the sell-off to the bottom. uh, And we have some big trend support at around 66 and then major support around 60. So, um, you know, we could easily go to... uh, you know, the 80 level, we could easily pull back. Now, I I have noticed several, uh, you know, big ETFs that are oil have broken through their 50-day and 200-day moving average, right? So when you break through that 200-day moving average, it's kind of like breaking your downtrend line. That's very, very important. Uh, The relative strength on on those uh, ETFs has, they're still up there, but uh, they're above neutral. That's very positive. Now, the dollar broke out, came right back to the, the downtrend line, and the it looks like the the monthly momentum is starting to turn. So that'll be really interesting. And, you know, uh, people keep talking about value stocks. I even mentioned it, you know, a couple weeks ago. I said the value turn back. And I, I don't see that happening yet. Uh, growth is still outperforming. It, they came right down to where they should have stopped and then turned around and went nuts on the upside. Small cap growth seems to be really picking up. Uh Medical device stocks look really, really good. I'm seeing more and more of these break out. Even a couple of the big old names that look are really reaccelerating, getting going. And uh, the other thing I've noticed is that uh, I looked at the uh, some of the technology ETFs, and uh, what we're seeing is the weekly momentum bottoming. You know, where they were very, very the momentum was going crazy, then they got killed, and uh, now they've come back. And the actual prices have held in a lot of them uh So, people are just going right back where they came uh you know a lot of the big semiconductor manufacturers, et cetera. Now, I am seeing uh some real I've, i've looked at three or four different rail companies and uh i, I was looking at them uh Friday evening and uh I think i 'm going to buy them on monday you know i I own some of them, but I think i 'm going to buy more of them on monday uh and then also some of the steel companies have started to turn uh, local company uh and a couple other names out there that look fairly good. And, you know, uh, look, it's hard to get bearish when probably the top stock for the last decade, Apple Computer, hits a new high. Apple broke a double top uh, about four or five days ago and uh, looks like it's on its way to a trillion dollars. So it's it's hard to get bearish when that occurs. So we'll see what happens. But uh, somebody asked me about, uh, you know, should we be more domestic or international? Um, there, are, Look, international, domestic equities on dynamic less asset level investing. Our friends uh, from Dorsey Wright provide us are only 13 tally signals apart. Uh, Most of it's been in the emerging markets area. So it's, it's not really great for all like people in, in uh, you know, if you're retiring or you're retired, the emerging markets, you know, are a little bit more uh, spicy, shall we say, you know, it's, it's not for everybody. Um, Plus, when the dollar goes up, usually emerging markets don't do so well. What does do well is emerging market debt. Okay, so um, now I am seeing another thing, and I think this is important: uh, relative strength. The relative strength stocks have start to outperform again. You know, they, they seem every correction they sell off, and then they they rally again. And uh, you know, that's why it's key to listen to the this next part of the show because what we're going to be talking about is relative strength buy signals. And some of these can last for a while, but the relative strength stocks have been definitely outperforming. Now they didn't during 2016 or 2017. It was all the low relative strength stocks. And then they started to pick up right about, uh, oh, March of 2017. And and the, that's when the, uh, the momentum stocks really started to get going. So, That's another thing to pay close attention to. And we're right at its uptrend line. So if they start to pick up again, you know, the relative strength stocks are doing better. All right. So um, there we go. So, you know, somebody asked me, Tim, what would you be doing now? I'm looking at small cap stocks. I I know of an ETF that has small cap stocks that pays a darn good dividend. And I I think they're going to go after two types of small caps. Cash flow, cash flow and cash flow. (laughs) Uh, And so there's a certain group that, you know, you can follow that, that does those for you, but also dividends. All right. Everybody's still like a dividend. So uh, there we go. Second area I would look for, for long-term investors. This is not going to, you're not going to get paid overnight. And I don't know if they've hit bottom yet. The consumer staples. There's a lot of these companies with 4%, 3.9% dividend yields, and they grow them every year. Okay. So we hate consumer staple stocks right now, and it may hate them for a little bit longer. That's an area that I think you can buy comfortably on down days. Okay. So if they pull back further, if you know, they beat up, you know, some of these names again and again, and again, they're growing their dividend eight to 10% a year, most of the time. And they're down. And they, some of these got three and a half, four 4% dividends. You know, you buy them now, 20 years from now you may have a you know 9% dividend from where you bought it okay that's another area but you call me for the dividend growth portfolio and then the oils stay tuned we'll be right back with the bullish percent
1: Message and data rates may apply. Texting rolls for recurring text messages.
0: Here's a secret couples therapists want you to know. Happy couples? Sleep better. I'm Trina Webster, co-founder of ZQuiet. And I'm Dan Webster. I love my husband, but his snoring was like an alarm clock waking me up
1: all night. My snoring was pretty bad. We were desperate for a solution, and we finally found it with ZQuiet. It literally changed our lives.
0: With Z Quiet, we wake up rested and happy and best of all in the same bed. Z Quiet couldn't be easier to use and works immediately. Z Quiet comes with a 30-night better sleep guarantee. You have nothing to
1: lose. For 10 years we've been saving relationships one night at a time. Don't wait another night, go to getzquiet.com today. Z Quiet fits both men and women. Try it risk-free for 30 days for just 9.95. Text SLEEP to 246810 or go to getzquiet.com. Try it risk-free for for 30 days for just 9.95. text SLEEP to 246810 or go to GetZQuiet.com. When it comes to managing your retirement, it's easy to get lost. Look to RBC Wealth Management to guide you. Our experienced, knowledgeable financial advisors will build your investment strategy by designing a plan that's tailored to your unique financial needs. Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC. Member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. Visit rbcwealthmanagement.com.
3: Okay, we're back. If you just tuned in, this is the Smart Investor Show. I'm Tim Hayes. Uh, uh, If you'd like to ask a question on the show... You can, you can go to WHK's w- website, and, uh, you know, they have our podcasts. And on the podcast, on the information button, ha- you can go directly to my webpage. Okay? So that's one way. Or you can Google Tim Hayes Radio, uh, and there I am. Okay? It always says buy low, sell high, so you just know it's me. Or you can call us, 888-223-7742. And I've, you know, I've just answered two questions that, uh, or I've answered two questions today from people who, who called in or emailed me. Uh, and I think it's a, you know, great way to get your, if you have a question, get it across. All right. So there we go. Um, you can also sign up, like I said, a a prime income list. The yields are up a lot on that. I mean, I think they're up to 4.8%. So if you're looking for income, remember dividends get, have a lower tax rate than bonds, bonds, regular income, usually uh dividends are fifteen to eighteen percent depending on if you're paying Obamacare taxes. The dividend growth portfolio there's a lot of really good looking names right now they've beaten them up a little bit that's the best time to buy them Our top ideas and also our uh our oil stocks and global ideas so stay tuned uh, anyway, the bullish percent as we speak about it every week is our our risk uh uh, guide, and it tells us when the market is very risky, when it's not. And right now, you know, just remember, domestic equities are the number one asset class out there with with um, international equities after that. So we are at 47.4. We were down 0.3% for the week. Uh, the over-the-counter index moved up to 1.48, uh, up 1.3%. Remember, that would reverse back up into a column of Xs at 52%. The world index... Uh, broke down into a column of O's. It's at 44.5. Um, it was down about a half a percent. So there was no ma- major changes in any of these. Um, the positive trend for all all the uh, point and figure car- charts remains in zeros. And it fell one box to 57, 52%. That's kind of an important indicator that we don't talk about a lot on the show. So uh, we, we are having see, seeing some things that we we do like and we're seeing some things we don't like but if you 're going to rank the sectors, okay technology's still number one, and like I said, anything that 's in software or in the cloud, stay with those two those things financials i 'm hitting home runs there industrials they're they 're a little bit tougher they sold off, uh, but they might it might be a good time to buy them consumer cyclicals if you look at the uh, the retailers, some of them look great, and the others look terrible, and then energy i 'm seeing more and more energy stocks. And we we did have healthcare leapfrog actually healthcare med tech medical tech stocks leaped about six points this week. It's a big week for uh you know for one thing. The other one that uh, grew big this week is energy up ten percentage points. So energy uh, broke over uh, basic materials to f- to finish out the top five. That's that's very very positive. Uh, that's what you know. That's why you follow this thing, to see uh, which, which is the best group to be in. But I still see most of the indexes still look good long-term. Uh, they're positive trends. Uh, some are, most of them are a column of Xs on their uh, relative strength charts. Uh, they've all been positive for a couple weeks now, so that's, you know, that's what you want to see, uh, uh, you know, slow but sure. Remember what I said. When, when you have the bullish percent, uh, what it is a risk guide. So it goes from zero to 100 we're over 70 that's the red zone when we're below 30 that's the green zone and i've always said by by the way you want to buy when it's in the green zone in a column of x's when it reverses up into a column of x's and when you get into a column of o's that's that's distribution distribution happens a lot faster (laughs) it's that simple so uh what we have here is we're in a column of x's right now over the overall uh market so we have the ball but it goes a little bit slower than when we're in a column of o's and like I noticed a couple things, the the QQQs, which is the Nasdaq Composite, uh, broke a double top this week, and it looks even better on a on a one point box. Uh, and the fund scores up there on the Dorsey system, so that's good. So, look, I'm seeing uh, Internet is very favored now. It gave a uh, the uh, RSX Innet, which is a, a sector. I gave a big buy signal and uh, textile apparel remains favored, but lost an attribute this week. So be be a little bit more careful. Uh, Protection and and safety equipment is now average. It reversed new column hose. Oil service has improved drastically, gave big buys by signal. And auto parts, which have been really kicking, uh, you know what, uh, have kind of turned down here. Right now, we only have seven sectors that are favored and some of these are overbought. So I'm just going to talk about the favored ones. Uh textiles are at seventy five, that's a pretty high number. Gaming is at seventy, banking is at sixty five, um, healthcare, oil service, and software at fifty five, that's not a bad place to buy. And internet, which just turned up, is at fifty, so that's a place to look. At thirty or below, now these are none of these are favored, so you gotta wait for them to turn back up, are precious metals, drugs, non ferrous metal, and then way down at twenty two is housing. Uh, so, but this is the. By the way, this is the most unfavored or neutral uh, sectors we've had since 2011, in the sp- in the in the fall, the early fall, I should say. And household goods, you know, which is consumer sickle, uh, staples, ha- have are in bear confirmed status now. So. Like I said, you want to wait till they stop, and then you want to start to pick, you know, if you buy 200 shares, buy 50, then buy uh, not 50 more, 50 more, that type of thing. Uh, favored sectors, like I said, internet. Uh, autos went to unfavored. Pr- protection services went down a little bit, and oil service uh, kind of uh, shot ahead. I was looking at some of the uh, ETFs for, like, uh, the Pacific Basin, because that seems to be leading the way, uh, and I looked at a couple of the – ways to make some money in income. And, you know, look, there's some Chinese REITs out there and there's some international REITs. And, and these, some of these are looking pretty good on the charts. And if they were to break out, uh, you know, reverse back up, I'd probably be uh, paying close attention. But, like, uh, there's several of them that have over 5% yields. So if you want a list of them, I, can, I have my favorite. Uh, but if you want a list of them, let me know. Uh, you know, just Google Tim Hayes Radio and hit the contact me or call me. It's 888-223-7742. But, you know, if you have a yield and uh, it probably hold up better than, uh, you know, some of the the smaller uh, ETFs that are dealing with uh, international small caps or emerging markets. Okay, so you can still be there, but not be, you know, doing crazy stuff. Um, You know, the U.S. dollar hit a multi-year low in February, and uh, if you look at the dollar spot index it reversed up late last month and it broke a triple top. And it sits at the high of the year for for 2018. And if this trend of a continuing strengthening dollar continues, it may present uh something of a conundrum for fixed income investors. And and what I mean by that is that foreign bonds have been an area of area of relative safety and they are fairly uh insensitive to changes in domestic rates. However, the performance of foreign bonds is significantly impacted by changes in the U.S. dollar. In fact, currency return is often the largest component of total return on fixed foreign fixed income investments. So if, if we continue this, the U.S. dollar continues to strengthen, investors may have a fewer attractive rate insensitive fixed income options. And so what I would suggest is the You know, you get a falling dollar period, the average annualized return on foreign bonds is like 18 percent when it's rising dollar. It's it's negative. So uh, I think you want to be thinking about that. Look, uh, you know, in chess, when you play chess, you always want to be two or three moves ahead. If he does this or she does this, I'll do this. You know, she moves this here. I'll do that. Uh, I think that's what we're trying to tell you right now. All right. So. What am I seeing? Multinationals starting to sink a little bit, okay? because of the dollar. The small caps coming through. We're starting to worry about our foreign bonds. So if you have a foreign bond fund, you know that's something you have to think about. you've got to start thinking about oil and gas and gold because you know when dollars goes up, you can buy more of those for less, okay? Uh, so that's something you have to pay attention to. So I think you know those are the type of things I'd be thinking about right now. Now I looked at the commodities, and crude oil is still positive. Five straight weeks are being positive, and since it makes a big, uh, it's it's a big part of the commodity indexes. The two major commodity indexes have both been positive for a couple of weeks. Gold still negative for three straight weeks, and copper turned around, uh, is up for four weeks. And uh, domestic equities are still po- the top thing. International equity second, but commodities came jumped. Over fixed income. Now, we've been talking about commodities since the beginning of the year. We've got 48 uh, percentage points higher uh, on, on the dynamic asset level investing than our friends uh, Dorsey Wright provide us with. So remember, when you start to expand, you know, you, commodities are usually positive. Uh, when you start to slow down, commodities are positive. When you start to recess, commodities become negative. So uh, we've got a long way to go. Our Relative strength changes. Remember, we talked about that early. Relative strength stocks are starting to outperform, so you might want to write these names down. Frontier Communications. Digi International. Uh, Great Batch Technologies. Boy, that was a huge move the other day. Uh, Green Hill, which is in the financial services. Marine Max. Aero Environment. Triple S Management. Cartronics PLC. Uh, Kforce.com. That one's, uh, Most of these have been showing up on my charts, by the way. Uh, Xera in the semiconductor groups. Uh, Marathon. 20th Century Fox, which I own quite a bit of, uh, Oasis Petroleum, Natural Grocers by Vitamin Co- uh, Cottage, uh, Zebra Technologies, big breakout there, Coheris Biosciences, and also Shake Shack and, and Glacos, which is in the medical business. On the sell side, uh, we have NOW, Inc., uh, Cresud, which is a foreign stock, LCI Industries, and uh, Petrobas. EnerJ, and I think I don't, I think I just ruined that, that poor, uh, name, uh, Pilgrim Prides Corporation, Esperion Therapeutics, uh, Altice USA, that's an immediate business and Amnil Pharmaceuticals, uh, got beat up pretty bad. So, uh, that, that's what we're seeing in the, um, in the overall, uh, uh, markets. Now I did notice a couple things that, uh, I've noticed some of the ETFs that are focusing on relative strength have started to break out and, uh, I, i've got a lot from our buddies at first trust i am not going to talk about them but i i will say that uh, uh they have done extremely extremely well and so if that continues we'll be in great shape uh and i i think what we'll find is we'll find that uh you know s- shortly um we'll see more and more breakouts in that area so When it comes to winning in stocks, what most people do is they sell their winners first. You hold on to your winners and sell your losers. Now, sometimes losers get away from you. You know, they gap down. So you got to be careful with that. But look, I think um, most people do not let their winners run often enough. Let the winners run. Get rid of your losers quick. All right. That's why I keep saying, you know, spring cleaning, look your portfolio over and get rid of the bad stuff. All right, we're going to come right back with the uh, insider. Stay tuned. This is Tim Hayes and the Smart Investor Show.
2: Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company Houston, Texas, not available in all states. For details, visit AIGDirect.com. It takes a lot of courage to face your own death, but I'm glad I finally did. See, I was putting off getting life insurance to protect my family, even though I knew it was important. Then my neighbor's husband died. I watched her struggle emotionally and financially. It really made me face reality. If my husband died, how would I pay the mortgage, the car payments, or keep up the life the kids and I had? I realized I needed to get us life insurance right away. So I called AIG Direct. In less than five minutes, I had a quote. I was shocked at how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. I feel so much better knowing my family has protection.
1: Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-500-4715. That's 1-800-500-4715. 1-800-500-4715. Wouldn't it be nice to keep income rolling in even long after you retire? At RBC Wealth Management, we can help you invest for the future that you want. And create a personalized plan to help you create the steadfast flow of income you'll need throughout your retirement. Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSC, FINRA, SIPC. Any way you want it, that's the
3: way you need it. Any way you want it. Okay, we're back. If you just tuned in, this is Smart Investor Show. If you'd like any of the information that you uh, have heard on the show, all the lists I talked about, the dividend growth portfolio, the prime income list, uh, our newsletter, our bond list, our preferred list, uh, our top ideas, whether it's international, oil, small cap, uh, domestic, uh, just Google Tim Hayes Radio and uh, hit the contact me or email me or call me. 888-223-7742. I should say that twice because I speak fast. 888-223-7742 um well insiders went nuts this week <laughs> so here right at the bottom uh, and you know I uh, Bob Dickey came out with a thing uh, on Friday said basically broke the downtrend line so we'll see what happens from here but uh, a lot of insiders bought right at the bottom smart people that's why we follow them and when their stocks they buy a lot of the stocks we we buy more of them because Insiders understand their company, okay? They know the macro stuff and they know the micro stuff that can affect their company. So uh, I saw one, Sientra, which it just happens to be medical tech, medical instruments. Uh, two buys, uh, both were 10% holders and they each bought 3.8 million. They were, they are not long, any longer, but they just bought 3.8 million each. Uh, so Sientra, uh, there we go. And I love this one. And this is Ameriprise Financial, which has just just got hammered. It was one eighty; it's now one thirty six. Um, the chairman and CEO bought a million dollars worth, and he's got he got enough to choke a large bull elephant uh, already. So, and then we had an investment advisor by twenty five million dollars of Eagle Point Credit Corp, and it's a closed end fund. So we'll we'll see uh, that that's an interesting one because a big yield. Um, and then we had Value Act who. Is one of the better uh, activist investors out there. They bought 25 million and then 15 million of Alliance Data Systems, which was 280 uh, back in the first week of February. It's now 207, so it's got hammered pretty hard. And then our favorite guys, the Baker Brothers, have come out and bought another 460,651 shares or another $24.6 million of Seattle Genetics. They bought a million shares last week. Now, Look, they already own 31% of this company, so I don't know what 1.5 million more shares gets them to, but I think they're they're making a big bet. And uh, Julian and, and the boys are smart investors, very smart investors. And we have uh, Dents Bay Serrano, which is a medical instrument scan, more, more or less in the uh, dental area. Uh, the CFO bought 2.2 million, and the CEO bought 1 million, and he has probably three times as much stock as the uh, CFO. And then uh, Ernie Rady, uh, American Asset Trust. Remember, we've been talking about this. This has now gone from, I, I bought a little that didn't buy, by we first started talking about it, it was $30 uh, and a di- decent dividend, by the way, it's a REIT. And then they bought some more at 32 and then they bought some more at 32 and a half and it's now 35, 36 area. Um, but Mr. Rady bought um, another $838,000 worth and another seven hundred dollars Seven thousand dollars worth, and he had five other purchases between a, a six hundred seventy thousand and a million four. Might be one to pay close attention to on on a uh, pullback, and then Floor Corporation, uh, which is in industrial goods, heavy construction, it's infrastructure. And you know, I think Trump has uh, gone to, he's taken on tariffs, Korea, and now drugs, and he won't start infrastructure till the last two years of his presidency. Why? because that automatically brings people happier and in more jobs. Uh but Peter floor, a director or founder, bought 1.7 million cuz the stock got killed. It went from 60 down to 45 in one day and he bought a lot of it. And then Second site Medical Products, Greg Williams, uh a, an investor has quite a bit, bought 10 million dollars worth after it spiked up from 140 to 197, which is kind of interesting. Um and then uh, Bridge Bank Corp., which is up in the Northeast, uh, at a new high, a major investor bought another $1.1 million worth. Very interesting. And Insight, which is another Baker Brothers uh, group, they had sold some around $150. And the CEO uh, bought it around 900 about uh, about $1 million worth at $63. Uh, DDR, a local company, company. Uh, Otto Alexander continues to buy. He bought $1.79 million, $3.449 million, another $4 million in the last week. So he's buying, I mean, everything he gets his hands on, which is, uh, he may be using the dividends to do this too, which is really smart. And and Chris Coughlin, who's um, uh, on a lot of boards. He's on Allergen Board. He's on the Lexon Board. Lexon Pharmaceuticals, which was 145 a while back, 116 He just bought $1.2 million worth. Um, you know, and I forgot to mention, uh, in Second Sight, there was another buyer of $10 million too. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, so Second Sight's a little $2 stock, so be careful. But And then Tesla, Elon Musk, bought $9.8 million worth and then bought another chunk uh, on Thursday. And CVS, which has just been getting pummeled, uh, was $100 stocks, now 62 Uh We had two people buy $2.1 million worth, so uh the insiders went nuts this week and uh, there we go um look we were we were in this descending triangle what's a descending triangle a descending triangle is just a series of lower tops with a flat bottom uh and we've broken out uh so what we have is some some resistance at you know right where we are right now and then some more at uh 25400 25, on the dow uh so most market indexes have broken above the first area of resistance that were formed by that trend line, that the the declining peaks. Uh, I think the the event has been largely noticed by investors and the media. It's just one step in a series of overhead resistance challenges. But we believe the index uh, indexes still face quite a bit of resistance. So by the by the time uh, the technical math works in, you you look at some of these resistance levels. Um, you know, the, you could break the next level, so who knows? But uh, you know, twenty four nine hundred and twenty five four hundred are the next two resistance levels. You get through those, you're in, you're in pretty good shape. Now, Jeffrey Gunlock um, said, "Don't fear three percent on the ten year." Uh, he he said, "Investors should worry if the thirty year long bond goes above three point two two, and it's at three point ten right now." So we'll see what happens, but. Um, yeah, You know, 3.4 in the 10-year would be the long-term downtrend line dating way, way back to 1980, uh, but 3.22 would start to slow down the economy is what he's suggesting. He's turning to, uh, you know, Gundlach talked about inflation, and uh, he's the only guy that agrees with me about commodities at the end of the year, so I like him, uh, but he's made some really, really good calls uh, with the exception of his call on uh, shorting Facebook uh, a week or so ago, uh, but he talked about the commodities being the place to be, and uh, the bond market not being a place to be, and so far he's been right, so it would be um, very interesting. Now, one of the things that, you know, we try to do with our dividend stocks is buy them when they're down. And if you looked at Bob's, uh, Dickey's stuff this week, and Bob's our, our technical strategist, you know, the the index for U.S. telecommunications index was at 195 in in uh, uh, 2017 at the end. It's now at one one fifty eight uh, one forty eight i 'm sorry uh, bounced up on Friday though Verizon was up big, so i didn 't see it after Friday but that 's a positive because if you 're buying dividends, this is when the dividend's the biggest so if you 're entering the group it 's like the consumer staples man when the yields up, you buy these things for the for the total return package okay you don 't buy them to hope for to go to three thousand. You buy these for you conservative folks out there. They're looking for dividends plus some movement in the stock. You get a 4% dividend. You get a 6% move in the stock. You get a 10% return. That's, you know, 10.8% is the return for the stock market for the last 92 years. By the way, you know, uh, one of the things that you should take a look at is that the small cap stocks are two and a half standard deviations below zero. In the past, that 10.84% 40% 40% of that has been dividend stocks. The other 60 has been small cap and mid cap stocks. Small cap stocks are very, very cheap and you should pay attention. By the way, the rolling 10-year return on the stock market is just 6.1%. During the 80s and the 90s, it was 15.4. So in order to get to 10, you're going to have a lot of years of 15 coming up. All right. So, I mean, we had a big year last year, uh, you know, 24% or 20% on the S&P 24 on the Dow Jones. And you'll see more of that, I think. And I do think like like crude could continue upwards for a while. I mean, like I said, 80 should be an area where you have to worry. Uh, I, mean, I mean, where there's some, it'll probably stall because there's a lot of resistance up there. And then 66 would be where I keep my stop. So I think the oil stocks are still okay. Now, look, there, there is some com- competition for equities because they. The two-year Treasury yield is now higher than the, uh, the S&P 500 yield. So um, time, some things to think about. So for the income players, here's what I'd be looking at. I'd be looking at some of the REITs. you got to watch what you're doing in the REIT area. you got to buy certain REITs. And the preferreds area, they look really good. Some of the municipal bonds also. You know, we uh, Ohio only has, uh, you know, Columbus is the only AAA-rated area, but that's a good area to look. So those are where I'd be looking in the fixed income area. If I was an equity investor and I was looking for high yield, I'd get our prime income list or our dividend growth list. Okay. So you can get those from me at you know, Google Tim Hayes radio. Uh, so I would be looking at those very, very carefully. Also telecom. Ooh, telecoms. You know, when they come down like this, it's a great entry point. Okay. Uh, so dividend growth, prime income list, the yields are up there. Uh, great time to buy or start to buy, I should say our top ideas. Small cap looks really good. Oil looks really, really good. Also, you can get those by just going to Tim Hayes. You Google Tim Hayes radio, contact me, email me, call me 888-223-7742. It's there. Um, If you'd like to have coffee, sit down and talk about your portfolio and uh, just, you know, uh, look, sometimes people uh, like me and they want to start with me right away. Some people it takes some time. I understand. But you never know what can happen if you don't give it a try. So, uh, look, I I follow your rules, all right? Uh, you tell me to, you know, low-risk portfolio dividend growth. That's what we're going to do. Uh, but we also have a lot of really high-quality money managers. We had Marshfield out uh, with Bob Dickey just a couple weekends ago, and Marshfield's been beating the market for a long, long time, and they don't buy high beta stocks they buy down and out stocks, okay? They Deep, deep value stocks. I mean, everybody was complaining about their Chipotle, and in one day, they were up 28%. One day, they were up 28%. How's that, huh? So uh, down for 2% for a month or two, and then one day, they're up 25%. Phew, bingo. So they're pretty good at what they do, um, and I, you know, we have a lot of those people on board, uh, but we have a lot of lists, too. So if you'd like to have a cup of coffee, 888-223-7742, 888 888- Two two three seven seven four two. This is Tim Hayes from the Smart Investor Show. Have a great weekend. Don't
2: forget, buy low, sell high. Thanks for listening to the Smart Investor Hour. To reach Tim during the week, call him toll-free, 888-223-7742. That's 888-223-7742. Or visit his website, rbcwmfa.com slash hayes. That's all one word in the address bar